Ticket out. Welcome back <laughs> to that same old place that you was it laughed about. I don't know. Well, the names have all changed <laughs> since you hung around. All right. Anyway, up your nose with the rubber hose. That's all I know. <laughs> Sit on it. Oh no, that's Happy Days. There was another one. There was a. There was another one like that. We got all our, our properties twisted. Yeah, we do. All right. We are returning, Derek and I. I am Tim. This is Derek. Yeah, that's me. I'm Derek. Yeah, hi. This is uh, the Hollywood Hullabaloo for February 2023. Transmissions from the Forbidden Planet. Welcome back, guys. Um, Hollywood Hullabaloo. Hollywood Hullabaloo. What does does Hullabaloo mean to all those young ones out there (laughs) listening? Prospector Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Prospector Tim says Hullabaloo. <laughs> Means just hoop a majoop. Something like that. I don't know. I have no idea what it means. It just means a bunch of stuff. Or bunch of stuff. Things going on. Things that are oh. going on. All the things that are going on, right? Does that sound right? The, I have no idea. The hullabaloo. Like, you know. All that hullabaloo that those kids are raising over there. Well, there we go. And it's from and it's from Hollywood. So yeah, smash those things together, and we got a show. The Hollywood hullabaloo. Well, let's just get into it. Let's just get into it, man. So the first thing up on the list we're going to talk about is after what seems like many decades but was probably just what one or 15 years or something i don't know when was that tron 3 has been greenlit right 2010 and we're in what 23 holy shit yep so yeah all right so all the way back in 2010 Mm -hmm. the long-awaited what was it 30 year wait (laughs) 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 to the sequel of tron finally came out with Daft Punk in the background, and uh, it was okay. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. This I was fun. a fan of the original Tron, though, yeah. as a kid. And so, apparently, this one kind of didn't follow exactly in the footsteps of the previous one, because the previous, the original Tron, that one came out 1980, in... 1980, right? 81? 82. 82. Was it 82? It came out in 82, the same year that The Thing and oh, Blade right. Runner and all those movies came out, which is touted as a lot of places as the best year of movies ever. Right. I remember being a fan of that, but it came out and it didn't do that well. well but over right. years has garnered a lot of love, and then that's finally why they did the sequel in 2010. And that one came out and did pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Once it hit home video, did really, really well and built this thing up. So now we get to Tron 3, I think, because Disney's like, what else can we do? Yeah, right, right, right. We just brought back Willow. Let's see. <laughs> what, what other mediocrely successful thing do we have? <laughs> oh, yeah, Tron. We almost forgot about Tron. So Tron 3. Ixnay on the Pirates pay. Pirates? Ghosts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no more fucking pirate movies is what you're saying right yeah god geez i never liked any of those but anyway (laughs) that hasn't changed in our two months off i still don't like a lot of stuff everybody right uh, yeah you're still an old man (laughs) (laughs) well this is the thing uh I'm old enough to remember going to the arcade and oh, yeah. you know dropping a quarter in the Tron arcade game in the yeah. mid 80s and <laughs> Yeah, and that that was probably more popular than the movie ever was. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. So yeah, I guess and and it was announced attached to it obviously is Jared Leto is the big thing right. and I don't know, apparently a lot of people are bummed out about that or just Yeah, you know. 
<laughs> if they was on the trajectory that they were going through from the last film, I think I'd be a little bit more excited. I don't know how Jared Leto fits into this or what he's supposed to be playing in this or whatever. I'm just surprised that people are still hiring Jared Leto for big movies like this after Morbius. And, right, which you know? totally bombed, yeah. Did you bo- yeah. Did you even try to watch that or no? Oh, yeah, I watched it. Of course, it's a comic. I watch it. <laughs> yeah, okay, was it terrible? I mean, it was... That's in the Sony MCU, right? Yeah, That's not right. in the DZ, Disney no, MCU. No, yeah, right. No, that's okay. all Sony thing. Their right. Spider-Verse that they're trying to start with right. Venom and all of that shit. But I wouldn't say it's any lesser than the all the other mediocre Marvel movies. Right. You know what I mean? Right. There's a lot of... For me, anyway, there's a lot of mediocre Marvel movies. And I wouldn't say Morbius is any less... Well, here's my take on Jared Leto. I've always been a fan. Uh, almost all right. the way back to the Jordan Catalano days of uh, my so-called life, which is a, sit- <laughs> a TV show on MTV when we were kids that start Claire Danes and Jared... Anyway, I'm, I'm right, showing right. my age again. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> No, he's been in such some really great movies that I love. Yeah. Uh, specifically, Aronofsky's second film, A Requiem for a Dream, which I, I right. It's such a dark, fucked up movie. I love that shit. Fight Club. Fight Club. That's right. He's he's Angel Face in Fight Club, and and um, you know Dallas Buyers Club. I think he didn't he get an yeah, Academy an Award for, for that. It? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so he has that reputation of being uh, eccentric, eccentric, <laughs> and a and a difficult uh, method actor. Right. But. It, it seems to work for him when he's given him the right projects, but it seems like um, he's kind of gone into like uh, maybe because there's no options or or he's not getting yeah, picked for serious roles. But he's kind of gone into genre now, starting pretty much with the Blade Runner movie, and then it's kind of been a lot of that since. Right. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. And even in Blade Runner, he wasn't really. In, he was maybe in ten minutes of that. Movie. Right. But he, yeah, he just kind of yeah. pops up. It's just like in Suicide Squad, he was barely yeah, in yeah. that too. You know. Right. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's not a property that I was anxiously awaiting right. the return of. Another sequel to, yeah. Like I said, if they would have followed the trajectory that they were doing with the last movie, I think I would be a little more interested. I, it, I don't know. I know they're calling it Tron 3, but it kind of sounds like because no one's involved from the other one. So I was going to say, I, I wonder they're not going to do a, a, another a better de-aged Flynn. Uh, right. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it. There's no announcements for Jeff Bridges for, is what I'm yeah. trying to say. Jeff Bridges. Right. Jeff Bridges. That was one of the early de-agers, huh? In Tron 2, we're talking right, about. Right. Right. And the problem they were having with the de-aging is that it's just the mouth. The mouth matching. Yeah. Right. That was the only thing. But if you look at it, it looks phenomenally good. I mean, Disney seems to be at the forefront of making de-aging, <laughs> de-aging yeah. things look uh, phenomenal. So, yeah. All right. Well, okay. In our last episode, though, uh, was released, I think, on the precipice of Avatar 2 coming out. And we were both right. like, what the hell? You know, nobody care- Nobody seems to care about this movie. And um, I mean, I was on the fence because so much of that stuff is... is I, I'm not as tapped into the people who are into that stuff and yeah. online and chat rooms and all of that shit. So I don't really know. I don't really... I didn't really know. So I thought it doesn't seem like there's a lot of hullabaloo for <laughs> exactly for the the avatar stuff but i guess we'll see kind of thing yeah and it came out and it did well it did i think better than we expected right yeah yeah oh for sure better than i expected and uh um, yeah but there's no buzz about it there's none of that feeling of it like the first one was after that right. came out where it feels like it's it's like in the culture all of a sudden well here, so. here's my theory since we're bringing it up here i have a little theory about this thing and i wonder if it would have done as well as it has, it's you know going on. I think nearing two billion at the time of our recording of this. Right, right. And if if Disney hadn't bought Fox, and Fox is the one that owned the Avatar business there, if Disney hadn't bought that, and Fox would have been its own entity and released Avatar in the holiday season like they did, December fourteenth, I think, is when they released that, uh-huh. and Disney was originally because the director of Black Panther 2 said that their original release date was right before Christmas. If Avatar would have come out and Disney would have released that, I don't think that Avatar could have beat Black Panther 2. Oh, no. I I don't think it could have stood up against that kind of thing. Marvel's such a huge entity that moved forward. Even on their worst films, they do great. Right, right. 
Huh, that's interesting. And what Disney did is knowing that it was a their investment now. They cleared they just, the runway yeah, for that thing. Right, so right, it right. could just peter along and, and there was no competition for Avatar. Zero competition for Avatar. That's, yeah, that's kind of, oh, it's almost a little spooky. And uh, Yeah, <laughs> right. As far as the uh, control they have over the... So uh, all they did was nudge up the release of Black Panther. That thing did a huge killing. Then they have this one, and then now that one, when it starts to peter out, they're going to release the next Ant-Man, right. I think, in February or March. Right, right. Yeah, the trailers are out now. Yeah. They cleared the runway for it. So yeah. if that wouldn't have happened, I have a feeling that Avatar wouldn't be reaching the... It would have fallen on its face like we kind of expected it to. Right. right. I don't even know if it fallen on its face, but I don't think we'd be talking about it almost hitting $2 billion right, right now. yeah, yeah. Right. And you saw it. You saw it. I did see it. I did see it. I saw it on, I think, the opening weekend. My family wanted to go see it, so yeah. we went to see it. And, uh, yeah, well, sitting in it, after I walked out, I was like, I could easily have picked out an hour. Yeah. But I don't really look at length. as It's, it's a super nitpicky thing to pick on, I think, as, as a critique on film. Yeah. So... I liked the story walking out way better than I liked the story for the first one. I was like, I, I actually kind of dug this story. And when I went home and slept on it, and the next day when I woke up, I realized I'm like, oh, <laughs> I like that story because I liked Last of the Mohicans. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. And so if you were to hold up, hey, do you want to watch Pocahontas, Fern Gully, or Dances with Wolves, or Last of the Mohicans, <laughs> I'd say, oh, I want to watch Last of the Mohicans. Yeah, and I think, right. you know, there we go. Yeah, Michael Mann, Daniel Day-Lewis. Check it out, kids. You don't need blue people to make it work. <laughs> right, right. But it's still obviously an indigenous people's kind of story. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. That's funny. That's kind of interesting to know that, yeah, he's just going to go through the gamut of uh, movies about Native <laughs> yeah. Americans. You know, He's like, what is this Geronimo movie? Let me take a look at this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what about Skins, <laughs> where they're... <laughs> Extreme alcoholics, and, you know, it's very depressing. <laughs> Anywho, good for you, James Cameron. Yeah, you made it. So back to what, this is the other thing we talked about on our <laughs> last Hollywood Hullabaloo uh, in November, I believe. And uh, that was the big, exciting announcement that Henry Cavill was returning as uh, Superman in the DCU. Hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah is right. And then hell no. <laughs> <laughs> about a w couple weeks after that, it was announced right. no more. Yeah, and I mean, also at the end of January, we got the newest... A slate of films that are coming up that is going to be incorporated into the new DC universe as far as movies and TV shows and all that. And we've looked over that list and we just want to let that list marinate in our minds a bit before speaking on it. So maybe the next hullabaloo. Right, right, yeah. But yeah, as far as the Henry Cavill thing and him being cast and then not cast, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a bummer. Yeah. I loved him as Superman and I really wanted to see him be able to get a hold of of something meaty. Yeah, and something that the just character. isn't tainted, you know, by the time we got to Justice League and all that disaster with that, right. you know? Right, right, right. And so in that sense, I, I, I hate that it happened. Yeah. But if, if I take all, because the original guy who was over Warner before this whole shift got, because this other original guy that was head of Warner got kicked out. Right. And then James Gunn and all of them came in and then, you know, the new head of whoever that is of Warner made them just solely over DC. Right. So right. before that happened, this old guy that was over Warner Brothers he had a plan and what his plan was was to move forward change things a little but use the Flash as this turning point and head towards something in the comics that was known for a crisis of an infinite earth uh -huh. and in that the Flash can open up all of these different multiverses. And right. so you get Michael Keaton showing up in this newest Flash movie that's going to be coming out. But he was also bringing in Henry Cavill back into yeah. that part. So you can have all of these different Batmans and Supermans existing in this whole timeline thing. 
one of his other passions was to do a Batman Beyond movie and bring in Keaton and then also bring in Michelle Pfeiffer and rekindle that whole thing and him teaching a new person to be Batman and, and all of this stuff. So he had all of this stuff planned and it sounded like real retro plan mixed with this stuff. And so it was what it sounds like is he's trying to salvage what was there. He had all this stuff there, and he wanted to salvage it, right? Right, right. And then make springboards for all of these different universes and their own films and all of this stuff. <laughs> so, would I want to see that stuff that he was pitching towards? Oh, well, fuck yeah. I'm a, I, that's my nostalgia hits, and I love all of that stuff. But if I can take off that cap and I can put that aside and think of it on a business term, do you want to spend 190 to 250 million dollars on a movie with 70-year-old actors right. playing heroes that teens and 20-year-olds couldn't give two fucks about? Right. On a big franchise. No, it doesn't make any sense if you think of it in those terms and everything. And so that's the one way he was going. And then if you bring in Henry Cavill, bringing him in as Superman again brings a lot of baggage with him. Yeah. There are certain people that come into these movies and if they're trying to course correct and bring him in and make him a new kind of Superman, which is what it looked like they were kind of going for, you're going to inevitably have those people that aren't as hooked into this stuff as the regular people. They're going to be like, well, I thought Amy. Adams was Lois Lane and I right. thought this person and it brings in so much baggage and confusion that people start nitpicking and critiquing that stuff instead of concentrating on the new direction that they're going in so it becomes more of a distraction than something that they were hoping for I can understand all that and what's his name it's probably like with the with Matt Reeves with Batman that James Gunn probably has his own own idea of what he wants this to be right so you know good for him you know no I'm not saying it doesn't suck yeah it, it sucks it does suck right. yeah, it sucks a lot but as much as I love him as Superman if I were going into the position that James Gunn was looking at I would look I would I don't trust the audience to not bring that baggage yeah because there's so many people that are just gonna nitpick the shit out of this and oh that last movie was too dark or this or that or whatever it was so that just is gonna follow no matter what they do with his Superman that's gonna follow him around right so I guess they're committed to it at this point right well I mean James Gunn is has come out and said that there are going to be properties outside of their plan like you said with Matt Reeves as Batman that's going to be left to its own devices and then Joker sequel apparently is going to be left to its own devices and right. stuff so right yeah and that's good because uh, I think keeping Matt Reeves's universe separate of this new thing is fine I don't yeah. I don't want I, I I like that enough that I want it to be its own thing you know yeah 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 no, for sure. I, I, apparently, Matt Reeves has said somewhere in an interview that uh, he, with these movies, he doesn't want to concentrate on other heroes in Batman's world. He wants to concentrate on the world that Batman lives in. Right. Not, so, and hearing hearing that and seeing right. what he's already done, that that uh, that works for me. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. And speaking of Batman, we got the we had the really unfortunate news of Kevin Conroy passing away a few months ago. Or uh, it was yeah, it was like uh, end of October, I think. He wasn't really that old, was he? Wasn't he like sixty? He was like uh, sixty-six, I believe. Yeah, that's not that old. Yeah, man. that's not that right. Old. Yeah, yeah. I'm fifty, so it's not that old, Derek. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ! Give me a break over here. <laughs> but in in response to that, and rightfully so, Mark Hamill has come out and said, of course, you know, he's always said that that Kevin Conroy is my Batman, and uh, I will not be the Joker without him. So. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. That's a nice cherry on the top of that anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, totally. I mean, you can't you can't have Conroy's Batman anymore. It's better that... The thing with Hamill's Joker is that there's so many people who copy his version of it now that right. his version of Joker is going to live on and on and on right. through other people imitating it. Yeah. Even, but, I mean, it's a nice gesture on his part. I, I get what, what it is, but that's... The weird thing is that we'll never have another Conroy Batman. Right. Right. Ever. No. But but Hamill, the way he went at that character's voice is so iconic, I don't think anyone wants to let it go. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, right. Yeah.
Let's switch gears a little bit, and we're going to talk about uh, Friday the 13th. Yes. What do you want to say about that, Derek? Well, Friday the 13th uh, <laughs> has been apparently in rights disputes, and they haven't been able to make another one of those films since that last rebooty one that they right. did back in 2009. Was that a Michael Bay-produced thing or something? Yeah, yeah. Platinum Dunes back in that thing. and right. So the rights got all split up way back in the day. I think after they did, you know, Paramount had them for the longest time, and they are the ones that did one through eight. Yeah. And then New Line got a hold of them. And that's how the Freddy versus Jason thing happened, right? Yeah, eventually. But New Line got a hold of them. They had to do uh, Final Friday and... Jason 10 in space. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then finally they got what they were trying to work their way to forever was was Freddy versus Jason. Right. And then that came out and was a hit. And then they were like, now what do we do? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) And so... When was that? How long ago? That was a long time ago. Freddy versus Jason? Yeah. Oh, 03. That's 20 fucking years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, you're saying it came out in 03, 20 years ago, and then it was kind of stuck, yeah. Yeah. Up until this um, Michael Bay reboot, right? That one was a co-finance job, apparently. So after after they did Freddy vs. Jason, Paramount owns a little piece of Friday the 13th, and New Line owns a little piece of, of Friday <laughs> right, the 13th. Right. So they, they come in together, and they do that reboot yeah. that came out in 2009, and then... Apparently, they just don't get along on where they want to go after that. Make right. another sequel or reboot it again or you know, blah, 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 blah. So yeah. they've been trying to come up with something to do. So finally, I guess, like, whatever, 13 years almost after <laughs> the last one, they're going to – it sounds like they're going to do another one. That, well, and, and isn't it isn't it weird that it's 13 years later they finally yes. figured out how to <laughs> break <laughs> – <laughs> Friday the 13th. But if you want to get into that kind of thing, if they make this one, it yeah. will be the thir- 13th movie. Oh, yep. oh, that's kind of, <laughs> this is like one of those 9-11 uh, twin tower, two towers. It's one of those Jim Carrey, the number 23 Three. kind of things. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to a property like that, you have to maintain some sort of levity in it and kind of like yeah. be a little aware of itself in order for it right. to work. That's what's made Ash versus the Evil Dead, you know, yeah. su- you know, successful to the fans anyway, all these years later. Is, right, is it, right. It, it knows what it is and it's making fun of itself the whole time. And, and, and this the property was pretty much went off the rails in, by the third movie anyway, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> and that was like 1983. <laughs> it's one of the right, right. No, it's that's one of those those movies that fit into a niche for me. That yeah. I don't care if it's rinse and repeat. I always right. just have fun watching them. So yeah. like Austin Powers or John Wick or Friday right. the Thirteenth or as long as like you say they keep the spirit of it. I yeah. you know I have fun with, watching with them. the sense of humor. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Why don't we skip on down to another property that's had the shit beaten out of it? If, Whoa! <laughs> if we've had, if we, we have a property that is a dead horse that has been beaten, <laughs> it is the Alien franchise, right? Which is unfortunate because it's very near and dear to my heart. Like I've talked about in the past, I had the toy going all the way back to 1979. I love right. xenomorphs. I have a xenomorph tattooed on my arm. <laughs> I have. Right. It's fucking rad stuff. But well, anyway. Pretty much since Aliens and Alien 3, maybe. Which you found later. You I found, found later. Love for later. Because, because of you. Because of you. Right, right, right. Yeah, after that, it just kind of, it's been, how do we keep this thing alive kind of thing. Rough, yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Ridley's return was mediocre at best with Prometheus and all that. Uh but then it doesn't it go it goes to Covenant after that, right? Covenant, and, yeah, and, yeah. And that I don't know. I had that one went I, off the rails. Yeah, for me. I had high hopes, and then of course it just kind of I'm like I don't I don't this is boring almost. Yeah. So apparently they the I think it's on FX they're doing a Alien TV series that's been in kind of hell for a while, hasn't it? I think so. Yeah, I feel like they've been trying. What I read was is they've been trying to do some sort of alien TV series for over 20 years now. And uh, so the guy who finally got it is that, and I'm not going to get his name right, but it's the guy who did the, uh, the Fargo TV series, Noah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, apparently he's going to do his own thing with it. uh, And we'll see. I'm I'm not going to prejudge it at all just because I think I definitely prejudged Fargo because I'm like, how do you, 
take a Coen Brothers right. property and fuck and, around with it. Yeah, anyway, right. Yeah. Well, granted, I, season one was great. A Fargo season two was pretty good, and then I stopped caring after that. Right, right, right. So I don't know. I'm hopeful that he can do something interesting and different. From what I hear, it 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 takes place way before the even the original movie did, uh, as far as the timeline goes. Right. It's gonna be taking place like I think they said twenty to. 25 years before the original Nostromo uh, voyage. Okay. So, and it's going to be revolving around the complexities of the Wyland Corp and uh, whatever the other corporation was, Yakamoto or Yakamita. Right. And so who knows what that means? I mean, he could do anything with that, you know? I would, uh, I'm excited just because they're doing something new with it. Yeah. As we were just saying about the Friday the 13th thing, that's rinse and (laughs) repeat and I don't care. I do not want the same thing with my alien movies. Right. Well, I mean, there's a bit of a return I would I would like. I would say I feel like, and I feel like we've talked about this with the Terminator property too, that that mm. it, it should somewhat return to its roots in the original kind of. It should be a horror. Horror, face, just yeah. like the original Terminator movie was a horror film, pretty much. For sure. Well, anyway, so, but I don't know what's his name is a very drama kind of uh right who knows it's yeah was it even gonna have xenomorphs in it <laughs> right I mean, it has to it, it they said they would it'll have xenomorphs but right right you'd have the biggest backlash ever yeah and, right and right it's a, it's just it's a weird it's a disney property now so i would imagine that's probably going to go to something like hulu it was so. you know it says fx i think i think i read fx oh yeah. really I'm just surprised because you know, you know, Predator's that right. Disney property now, and they did that Prey most recently, so that's probably what kickstarted this one into yeah, gear. That, that makes sense. This is more for the old timers a little bit, but uh, Francis Ford Coppola is kind of showing his old self again. It's almost like you know, he's like what 80 something years old now oh he's gotta be yeah yeah because he's older than lucas and yeah, lucas yeah. is like 78 77 I think. yeah anyway yeah, something like that if you know anything about apocalypse now and kind of the <laughs> the hell he went through and hell he right. put people through on that set right. it sounds it's almost a little reminiscent just hearing a little bit of tidbits i've heard about megalopolis which is the movie he's been trying to make almost his entire career Right. Yeah, and I guess he feels like now I gotta do it uh, before I die, kind of thing. Right. But Apparently, the- it, it was a script that definitely needed a lot of effects, but he didn't. He was dead set against a studio doing it, telling him what effects he could use and couldn't use, okay. and what to cut and didn't. And so he's all these years, ever since Godfather Three came out in 1990, he's had the money to put into Vineyard, and he's grown right. that Vineyard business, and he's huge now. Like some of his is like one of the most respected wines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And so you know he had he's been doing well enough to step up to this thing and put out and lay down two hundred million to make That's this. That's crazy, thing. Yeah. yeah. But it, like I said, there's already been rumors of it going way over budget and right. uh, a bit of uh, a revolt from his crew. You know. Yeah, he's come out of course and said that oh that's none of that's true, yeah. which is what you would expect from any movie yeah. that's going wrong and you know they don't. You know. I'm sure he said the same thing back in Apocalypse Nowadays. Back too. in Apocalypse, <laughs> but the funny thing about it, the big headline when he was still doing Apocalypse Now and it kept getting delayed and delayed. Eventually, the headline came out: Apocalypse Win, W H E N. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, and he he famously he didn't he have a heart attack during that? Yeah, yeah. Or was that him? Yeah, yeah, yep. Him and Mar- Martin Sheen, they both had heart attacks, right? Yeah. Because then Martin, yep. Martin Sheen had one, too, and he was young at that point, Martin Sheen right. was. All right, so um, that's interesting. I'm curious. I don't know anything about what Megalopolis is supposed to be. Right. And I, I want to kind of try and keep it that way. Yeah. If it does get I would, finished. And... I would suggest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about this, but... Apparently, uh, it's come out recently that uh, they will go ahead and press involuntary manslaughter charges against Alec Baldwin for the shooting that happened on the set of Rust. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, um, man. Well, I know there was, a, there was a little piece there where he was actually saying, I didn't even pull the trigger or, or hold the gun. Yeah. And it was right. like... But no, I saw... I, I, he, he, he said that in his... Uh, I think it was a 2020 or, or whatever... 
He said his finger was not on the trigger, that the gun just went off. And I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. Yeah, yeah. That just sounds like, I don't know. But, you know, I I just, I remember hearing that and then hearing people say, well, there's footage of him when he shot the gun and that accident happened. And so I'm just like. Because she was holding a camera trying to frame him. Right. Exactly. When it happened. And. Yeah. If you're supposed to shoot someone in the the scene, you would pull the trigger. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, right and she was and she was actually according to him was telling him pull the trigger right. i think or something like that right so yeah but it's I, I mean i guess i would imagine part of the involuntary manslaughter charges is related to the fact that he was uh, a producer on it maybe or yeah or is, is it a combination of that and the action of holding the gun and pulling the trigger uh, or probably, i would probably say the first part of what you said if the he's producer. a producer he's on a dangerous set that's not really doing the safety stuff then that is and then being that one that's his set part of his set anyway responsibility and then two you're holding the gun yeah that doesn't look good i wonder if he could actually do time for that you know i don't know well he's rich so yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> There's always Monaco, baby. <laughs> In other horrifying, horrible news... Ooh. There's a Scream 6. What? <laughs> I didn't even know that. I don't think I've seen any since the first one. I Yeah, I may, same here. I might have uh, maybe seen... I think I've seen scary, more scary movies than I've seen, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like right. the, the parody of it, but... Um, no, I didn't. I didn't even when I was looking through some of the uh, you know the headlines here to see what we could talk about and stuff, and I, and that jumped out, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? There's Scream Six. I, I, <laughs> I didn't even know. Uh, I I feel that's another property. I just feel like let just let it go, guys. Come on. But and apparently they're doing good. That last one did pretty well, I think. It's a known name in that horror mask face that they use in it. The ghost guy or whatever they call him. Ghost face, yeah. That's a Jason hockey mask. That's a Freddy glove. Yeah, what are you going to do? So, But I guess I, I jokingly put in here, too, to follow up on that. Uh, somebody needs to stop David Gordon Green because I guess after these three... Halloween. Halloween movies. He's now on to an Exorcist sequel trilogy. Yay! And I, I, uh, I well, unless he somehow has conned George C. Scott to come back, I'm not. I'm not interested. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> From the dead, you mean? <laughs> yes. I don't know. Again, I, I, to be honest, I've never seen any of the sequels to The Exorcist. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And, and this is, he's kind of doing like he did with the Halloween thing. Oh, really? Okay. That's kind of, and, and so so with, with The Exorcist, I think he's probably pretending from two and on didn't exist. I don't know. See, Exorcist 3, I actually like a lot. A lot of people do. I've never seen it, but yeah. Right, with George C. Scott, and I'm pretty sure they did the same thing. They were like, that part two what (laughs) (laughs) yeah no there's a lot of it's kind of like the way people have kind of found halloween three in a a back sort of way there's a cult following for the exorcist three yeah for sure yeah i liked it uh yeah i saw i remember seeing it when it first came out in 90 right in the theaters and it it freaking me out pretty good yeah i don't know i mean are they going to do the same thing with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and, and bring back Linda Blair as an old woman, you know? <gasps> <laughs> we can only hope. Don't, don't give him ideas. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's, I'm sure David Gordon Green is listening to me. Hey there, folks. We just wanted to let you know in case you wanted to reach out and have any questions for us or even wanted to answer some of the questions that we've posed to each other during the show, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at at TFTFP podcast. Yes. Sometimes you might want to use Twitter instead. Yes. And, it, and if that's the case, mm-hmm. you go to uh, the address there. It's a little different. It's podcast TFTFP. Hey, if you want to send us a shiny old email, you can do that at tftfppodcast at gmail.com. That is beyond the truth, my friend. Mm. And do us all a favor and like, subscribe, and review us because it helps us out. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. It's just a lot of what we're talking about. It, it, now that we've used the energy to speak the words and we're this deep into the show. Right. It's almost a little depressing how repetitive everything has become. 
<laughs> hey, it's a, it's a system. We're cogs in the wheel. We're... I know. I, I, I get it. I, I know why it happens. I just doesn't mean I'm. It doesn't depress me. <laughs> get out your quarter and put it in the Warner Brothers vending uh, machine yeah, and right. press Batman or DC or yeah. uh, whatever. That's not just Warner, though. I'll tell you what. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just. I'm picking yeah. out of picking, the mini yeah. vending machines. Right, right. You got your Sony. You got your MGM. You <laughs> yeah. got your right, right. Universal. Right. They're all kind of just riding on their own past. Yeah. So, uh, how about that indie indie five trailer? You know what? I dug it. I I have a lot of uh, yeah. hope that they can re- rekindle that magic. The trailer seemed to feel like it was. Oh, I'm back in that kind of world. Yeah. I feel it, you know, and right. everything. And I have a lot of confidence in James Mangold. I liked uh, even his early work. I I loved Copland. Yeah. When that thing came out, and, yeah. and uh, I loved the Logan movie and, and Ford versus Ferrari. We talked about that in a previous uh, podcast. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of love there for that one. So I think he has the good, right sensibilities for it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, n- nothing against, you know, Spielberg will always be Spielberg, and I have a special place in my heart for him. But I just don't think he is his in- inclination in shooting that those kind of movies are the same anymore. No, I mean, you kind of have a – you age out of the – what's yeah. hip, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing his Fableman's movie and all that, and just oh yeah, me too. I, you know, uh, but because it looks like his heart's in it, exactly, and that's where he needs yeah. to be at this point in yeah. his life. You know, yeah, kind of totally. in a, a reflection kind of point, not yeah. coming up with what's new and what's hip. You know, right? Uh, totally, because that's a young man's game. Yeah. So, and it doesn't exist in this world anyway, because we're talking about all <laughs> regurgitated shit anyway. <laughs> but. Uh, in the trailers that you they're showing that he, it's going to be several different timelines i guess right and and some of the de-aging they've shown on that oh, is probably the best i've seen yet god the best yeah. i've seen yet of it's harrison ford crazy which in his what would look like i don't know like about 90s not 1990s age in that right. one scene, you know? And no, it looks like maybe a year after what Ford looked like after he did Last Crusade. Right. It's just craziness. Yeah. What it looks like. Yeah. It's amazing. Really seeing... I mean, I think the last thing that I saw that looked this good that really wowed me yeah. was in the first Ant-Man when Michael Douglas Michael walks Douglas. in and looks like, like he did in Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what yeah. the fuck I is know. this? Right. The only thing that worries me a little bit is he is in his 80s, right? Yeah, yeah. And when you age, you can't help but walk like an older man. And Oh, yeah. And that was one of See the... See the Irishman for That's this. exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. That's literally what I was going to bring up is watching Robert De Niro try to beat that guy up in the street. He looked Ugh. like a 70-year-old or an 80-year-old man stomping Ugh. on somebody and with a young face, and it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing. You can't... And you can't change that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> you never know. So... You never but hopefully, know. Yeah, yeah because in Indy 4, I don't even want to talk about. The fact that... <laughs> Indy 4 happened, yeah. and then I saw this trailer and gave two shits. Yeah. Is an accomplishment. Is an accomplishment. That's exactly right. That's well said right there, because right. I was so checked out, because you and I saw yep. Indy 4 together in the theater. We yep. were still, oh, and I remember just being like... Just, I was even a bigger apologist for it for about two months, and yeah. then I, I saw it again, and I'm like, oh, this is dog shit. This yeah. is awful. <laughs> yeah, I really <laughs> wanted to like it, and I just... Uh, yeah. So, anyway... Um, so that's exciting. Hopefully, it, it, it they do they do it justice and, and yeah, that, a nice know. little send off. Yeah, exactly. Right, and we don't need to recast him. Just let the character fade away. You know, Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. I don't yeah. want to see anyone else put no. that fucking hat on. No, right. Unless it's me. Yeah, I've wanted to be him since uh, 1982. Ever since I saw the movie. Yeah, yep. yeah.
And then speaking of trailers, the Mandalorian 3 trailer dropped recently, and fuck, it looks good, man. <laughs> you, know, you know, You and I were just off transmissions, and we were talking about how great Andor was, because you finally caught up and watched yeah, it. Yeah, finally and got to see it. It's, it. It's, it's obviously, it's its own entity. It's a very, Andor is a very adult-centered yeah. uh, thing, you know, and it did, right. it did what it accomplished to do, and it did it masterfully. Yep. I still love me some fucking Mandalorians fucking yeah. walking around and shooting shit and flying. Yep. <laughs> I want to uh, feel like a little kid that watched, you know, Return of the Jedi yeah, and right. and Empire and yeah. just that magical feeling that those movies had for me as a kid. And Ma- uh, Mandalorian season one and two has done that masterfully to me. And... 2.5 from Book of Boba Fett. That <laughs> yeah, the yeah, right, right. I know. There was yeah. a kind of a... He had to take over half of that season. <laughs> or, but um, He's like, you're not pulling your weight, Boba. But, you know, what's great about it is, you know, this, the Mandalorian, the series has been setting up this and even going back to Filoni and the Clone Wars was setting up this whole yeah. power structure within Mandalore and all that stuff and that's what we're finally getting to in season 3 and and going back right. to Mandalore and the whole Bo-Katan versus him and it looks fucking cool as shit to be able to see the city after you know uh, collapsed in on itself the dome city the, yeah uh, uh, yeah it looks so good. It looks so fucking good. There's so many of those. See, you and I were, all, you know, when when they came out and we both saw it, we were texting back and forth, and I was talking about the, this one scene of this, you know, like <laughs> yeah. that scene where they're pulling the Mandalorian helmet out of the sand. I'm just like, oh, my God, yeah, I don't know why, know. but I love the way that looks. And then, of course, that scene that I didn't even put it into context, but you did for me, where they showed the Jedis, the, all the, the sabers going up. Oh, and I yeah. don't know. I couldn't make out what was going on. And right. you were like, oh, that's probably from. I've heard two possible theories. I don't know if I want to. Do we. Should we. Yeah, sure. Okay. It's theories. We don't know. We're okay. not spoiling anything. Yeah. Okay. So, obviously, that's the flashbacks to Grogu when he was at the Jedi Temple when Anakin, uh, as Darth Vader at that point, invades the temple and destroys it, kills all the younglings. Right, right. What they're setting you up to believe is that that's Anakin coming through the door and all those Jedi are coming to attack him, right? Oh, right. Yeah. And the other possibility right. is, is that's what they want you to think, and it's whoever ends up rescuing Grogu and helping him escape. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's a misdirect. So it could that be either be way. Cool. Either, either way. way. <laughs> yeah, because because it is a known fact that Hayden Christensen has been on the set of uh Mandalorian 3, season right. 3. So right. he he will show up as Anakin somewhere. Or or I should say Darth Vader, you know, it's it's the pre-birth right. <laughs> Darth Vader, you know, cuz right. he was technically he's still handsome right. Hayden Christensen as and knighted as Darth Vader. I have so. to say that after Obi-Wan, I never thought this was possible me saying that, but the more Hayden Christensen, I'm all for it. <laughs> I know, right? I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about apologist. I'm a big-time prequel apologist. But, oh yeah, me too. But um yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's only a, 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 I'm pretty sure it's only a couple months out. Uh, okay, cool. So that's exciting. Now, this is, I guess, going back to our old age again. <laughs> yep. This next little thing we're going to talk about is just one of those. It's weird it's just weird <laughs> these kind of things if you guys are out there and you're movie fans and you're in your teens 20s even 30s yeah what's gonna you what you're gonna find happen that you will not be able to wrap your head around it is that movies that you love right now that came out maybe five years ago ten years ago eventually there's gonna be a time where you'll pick up some kind of form of that movie and it'll be like 30th anniversary yeah 40th anniversary and you'll be like that there's no fucking way that could be possible right so we have a whole list of shit that's hitting 40 years old uh return of the jedi yep which i remember seeing in the theater <laughs> me too the right stuff that was that, i i, I would have i would have thought that was even earlier but the right stuff but yeah okay yeah christine which is a, a, a really fun carpenter yes john carpenter stephen king right uh right. the king of comedy which is kind of the foundation Scorsese. yeah it's Scorsese and it's the foundation for the uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie so yeah. if anybody who loves the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie you should check out yeah. King of it's Comedy it's basically King of Comedy and Taxi Driver smooshed together smooshed together right yeah <laughs> right uh, 
but King of Comedy is, is actually kind of it's a dark comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Starring it's really, Robert De Niro and yeah, yeah Jerry it's Lewis. Great, it's a great movie. It's one of those yeah. little gems that I don't think people ever mention the Scorsese's. Yeah, right. Flashdance, holy shit. I think I saw that in the theater too. Yeah, what a feeling. <laughs> and of course, you know, kept alive by Chris Farley, which he's a maniac, maniac <laughs> on the floor. Did you did you eat paint chips as a kid? <laughs> Why? Trading places, yeah. That Craziness. one's kind of that's a that, I feel like the way that has aged that's more of a it feels it starts to feel like a deep cut for guys our age yeah because it's not one people you know i would say millennials even know of no let alone gen z and all this other shit no yeah yeah but that was a big hit that was that was what like one of the one of the first big ones for eddie murphy right yeah he did 48 hours Hours before that yeah and then i think trading places was his next one and those were both blockbuster hits and shot him into superstardom yeah and plus you get to see jamie lee curtis's tits in it so (laughs) yeah speaking of uh halloween and all that (laughs) shit uh yeah war games war games that's crazy Shall we play, play a, a game? game? So it's funny. <laughs> I I started to listen to it, but I got I didn't really love it. But um, Ed Helms has this podcast that he's doing. Oh really? Yeah, and it's about a real war game scenario that actually happened before the movie was released by weeks. Oh wow! Yeah, there, apparently there was a real scenario where the two guys, the two sides, R- Russia and America. Russia misinterpreted one of our war games as a real game, and it almost happened. Oh, wow. So he has a podcast series. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Snafu. That's what it's called. And uh, it's talking about all that. And it, it sounded to me like there was probably not enough to fill a whole season of a podcast, but <laughs> which is why I got I kind of phased out on it. But, it, you know, he did he did interview Matthew Broderick, who in his very Matthew Broderick-y sleepy way seemed completely disinterested with the reality of the story Ed Helms brought to him. He's like, right after this film, I did a movie called Project X with a chimp that I like a lot more than that. Can we talk about that one? Yeah. And then I was on Broadway. Broadway, Broadway. <laughs> so also reaching... 40 years old is Superman 3. <laughs> Superman 3. Oh, Richard Pryor, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, when he was still alive. Wow. Twilight Zone, the movie, I definitely saw in the theater. Me too, yeah. Yeah, that was great. I love that movie. Aside from uh, yeah, the killing uh, <laughs> yeah. Vic Morrow, it also, I think, put a, a, a snafu on John Landis's career. Oh, after it that. definitely did, yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, I always w- remember for that movie though the three things that stick out in that movie is the uh, kick the can. Yeah, right. I always remember that one. Steven That's Spielberg's. Spielberg. Yep. And I always remember the one with the kid, where he puts the the sister or whoever she is in the cartoon. He can he can yeah. make things happen. He yeah, puts her which in is the cartoon. which is a real. It's, it, it, that one is a yeah. real Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, all of the move, all of those are. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, that he has like the powers to do whatever, and he's like a, a young kid, so it's everybody's right. in cartoon land. Yeah, that was right. That one freaked me out. That's Nancy Cartwright. Uh, yep. Before she was Bart Simpson. Uh, of course, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. And uh, and then the third thing I always remember, as far as lines go, is uh, you want to hear something really, really scary. scary? <laughs> yeah, yeah, By yeah. Dan Aykroyd. Right. But the one short in it that I remember from beginning to end yeah. is John Lithgow. John Lithgow one. Yeah, which is a take on the famous uh, <laughs> William Shatner. There's something on the wing, you know, that that uh, Jim Carrey made famous in Ace Ventura. But, right, right. Uh, well, yeah, about the little gremlin on the, and I was so into the whole gremlin concept back yeah. then. Anyway, even before the Gremlins movies and and that right. whole thing, that that one freaked me the fuck out. And John me Lithgow too. was intense, and in, you yeah. know, in, yeah. like he can be. <laughs> yeah, he's super intense. And I remember that one really freaking me out. Yeah, yeah, that was the, that's the one out of 
of all of the shorts, I remember the from beginning to end. Yeah. Like, that's the one of all of those shorts in that movie that I remember because it freaked me out so much. And then, of course, they put Lithgow in the ambulance at the end. And yeah, then, and Dan Aykroyd's in there. Hey. <laughs> yeah. You want to hear something really, really scary? scary? Starts playing the Twilight Zone. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so great. <laughs> so great. But when in his original thing with Albert Brooks that, you know, where they're driving along in the car, there's that. It's a, yeah. it's a CCR song that comes on the radio. Um, yeah. And uh, every time I hear that CCR song, I think of that. I think of that, uh, you know, do you want to see something really scary? And you're like, oh, shut out the headlights and drive. Pretend like meteors knocked out our headlights or whatever he says. You know, I'm like, oh, man. Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. And I was just talking about this at work <laughs> yesterday or two days ago. Because I was, I'm working on a on an EV, you know, right. and I'm having to do a special test on the inside with the, and I couldn't use the 110 volt charger. I had to use the 220 volt charger, and I asked my shop foreman, I'm like, have you ever seen Mr. Mom? <laughs> and I go through the whole thing, you know, 220, 221, whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah, I loved that movie when it was. Out. I don't think I saw it in the theater, but I remember seeing it on HBO over. Oh and yeah, over I, and I, over I'm pretty sure because that movie broke huge. Huge. That, that, yeah. that made Michael Keaton a huge star. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know how that movie would hold today, and uh, to be oh, honest. Oh really? I saw it like three years ago. I just mean culturally, just because. Oh yeah, yeah, the, no, yeah. The, the it's about a guy who uh, it's it's funny that a man would lose his job and then his wife would be the breadwinner. Yeah. In 1982, no. or I mean, whatever it is, 83, the context right. of that makes sense. In this right. day and age, it doesn't really Ooh. line up at all. You know. It's like, why is it a big deal that a woman's going to work? Yeah. yeah why? I don't even under. What's the joke in the fact that he stays yeah. home and takes care of? The children? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a funny movie, but yeah, it's, a it's great probably one. a little generational. I think you know. Because, oh yeah. Because of that, you know. Right. National Lampoon's Vacation. Oh my God, was that 1983? Wow. Yep. So that's 40 years old now. Yeah. Wow. 40 years. Risky business. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Risky business. I have to say, another car thing. Okay. Helped save uh, Porsche as they were going uh, under, and they had invested all of their money into developing this what was going to be a 911 replacement, which was the front engine. It totally went away from what the 911 was with the air-cooled flat six in the back, which is kind of based off of Volkswagen Beetle. Uh-huh. And and they built this V8 GT Grand Court touring car with an automatic transmission. It was called the 928. And uh, the, it wasn't working. <laughs> they were like, uh-oh, what do we do? <laughs> and that's why it shows up in the movie. Because from what I've heard, they pretty much had to like, please put this car in the movie. <laughs> it's kind of a hero car in a way because it's his, wow. dad's, it's his dad's Porsche. And, you know, it goes into the... The lake, if you remember, yeah, 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 yeah all that funny remember. stuff, and and it did help sales of the of, uh, of the car a little bit. Scarface, talk about insensitive. Oh culturally. yeah, <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, I think about my grandma, right? My grandma, she she was she passed away probably about uh, three years ago. Was at like ninety four. And uh, she used to go to movies like crazy. Uh-huh. But uh, the reason I'm bringing all this up is I'm going off on a tangent. But I remember going over because she had a pool. And, and she was the only person we ever in our stratosphere that had a pool when I was a kid. Right. So we would go hang out at grandma's house all the time and swim. But I rem- and, and I remember her talking about, she's like, I went and saw that, that Scarface movie. And we walked out halfway through it. It was despicable with all the cursing and the blood. And the <laughs> I'm like, it's, if you knew my grandmother, it's right up her alley, you know. But uh, as far as being incensed by something. Right. But that star- uh, Scarface, uh, ever since then, it stuck in my head. So that even... Even now, when the name comes up, that's what I think of. I think of her bitching about it. You should have just looked at her and said, Grandma, they're just trying to take it to the limit. And, of course, the uh, much-loved Smokey and the Bandit 3. 
<laughs> Smokey oh. is the band. Yeah, right. Well, that's the one where uh, Burt Reynolds doesn't want to be in it, right? He did a cameo at the very end. Right, right. Yeah, but it's Jerry Reed playing the bandit. Right, and it's so it's 1983, and the Gen 3 Trans Am had come out too, so it wasn't the <laughs> right. traditional what we know as Smokey and the Bandit Trans Am. Right. It was more the Knight Rider style Trans Am with right. the pop up headlights and all that. This is another one that was on cable, and I remember being like, wow! <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, and then watching it once and going, no! <laughs> I didn't like because I'm older than you, so. I yeah, like, right, no, right. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all movies from our past that, uh, that, you know, obviously 83 is like, you know, I'm 10 years old at that point. You know? In 83? Yeah. I would have been four. Yeah. 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 Okay. Your puberty justice, fearless law, Texas, the man who chased the bandit coast to coast. Puberty justice now. What have we been up to as far as watching? There hasn't been a whole lot. Yeah. I've actually been kind of catching up on some movies that I've been wanting to watch. But as far as TV goes, uh, I mean, re- very recently, the season, we, we've talked in the past about Vikings Valhalla, so I'll talk about it now. Season 2 came out. I liked it. It was great. It's fun. A lot of good shit. I like killing and all that <laughs> stuff. And uh, I like the history, pointing out the shit that's not real and that has nothing to do with history and then you know right and that that era has become really interesting to me right there right before the whole invasion of uh, battle of hastings and all that stuff and king oh, canute right. being the king of england i just think that's the coolest thing there really was a viking king of england right it's sad watching the christianity take over and kind of <laughs> kind of like uh deaden what makes Vikings what they are. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, no, that was in season one. <laughs> I'm you know? joking, I'm joking, yeah, I'm joking. It was in season one. Do the Christians win, though? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> They're like, fuck Thor, I'm a man of Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, other than that, there were, you know, I haven't really been watching anything of you. With the holidays that we just went through and everything, it was hard for me to get any time to watch anything with the family and work yeah. and all that stuff. But the one thing I managed, like we said earlier, I got to get through all of Andor. Yeah. Loved that. Yeah. Thought it was amazing. It was really so good. Really loved the tone of it, the yeah. texture of it. Yeah. But I, I think it's cool that they got the writer to where he was like, you have to put Jedi in this. He, <laughs> was, he wasn't burdened with that task. Right, right. And so, yeah, I saw that. I really loved it. And then very recently, I just saw the new Netflix movie, The Pale Blue Eye with Christian Bale. Oh, and I'm chomping at the bit to watch that, yeah. Right. That director was just on Marin recently, and so he caught my interest. He sounds like a really interesting guy. He used to be an actor, and now he's a director. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's done a few films with Bale now. Hostels is another one, yeah. Yeah, Scott Cooper is his name. Yes, right. He, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently him and Christian are like buds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can kind of tell it. There's a there's a very comfortable feeling between the movies that when you see Bale in there, you you feel like he's really in his element. Yeah, he's great in this. I love you. Know, you put Christian Bale in a movie where he's dressed like he was in The Prestige, and I'm all happy. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, uh, but Bale is awesome in the movie, and they also got this guy that I only other thing I've seen him in. His, his the actor's name is Harry Melling. Uh-huh. But the only other thing I've seen him in is he played the armless, legless guy in right. uh, Buster, Buster Scruggs. Yeah, right. And he plays Edgar Allan Poe in this in this movie. Right. And he is phenomenal. Okay, cool. But this is kind of like one of those, not unlike Andor, it's adult, and it's yeah. paced. Oh, it's, it's paced slowly. It's a slow burn, really, through it all. Yeah, it's not an action film by any means, right? No. no it's more like This a- is one of those movies that I think I was texting you about it and talking to you about it. And I'm just, there's no way any major studio would ever make this movie. Right. Never, ever, ever. You give this to Warner, Disney, any of these big companies, they'll never, ever make this movie. Yeah. The only way this movie is getting made is through Netflix. And maybe right. that's a, a rarity now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. So, They're starting to change a little bit, huh? Their yeah. structure. Netflix. Right, and... 
it's just it sucks because there isn't a big enough audience to put the amount of money that they need and if you watch this movie it's so beautiful it's original like they're outdoors you feel the cold you feel all of the castle walls yeah. and it's not a soundstage stuff it's yeah. so great yeah it's such yeah disgust. there's something about that is it like mid 1800s uh, it's like 1830 i believe yeah there's a lot of like familiar faces if you're in small parts, really, that you're just like, wow, it's interesting that they were there. But, like, you know, Toby Jones, he shows up in a small little part, and he's great in it. You know, Gillian Anderson shows up in a really right. small part, and right. you're like, wow. And then in a really small part, but super interesting, Robert Duvall shows up. In oh, wow. Movie. I don't think I've seen him in a movie in probably 20 years. Well, that's I, I, I found this out in that Marin episode, and him and Duvall are buds. Oh, okay. In, in fact, Robert Duvall had called him while he was on the podcast and he couldn't answer right. it but that's awesome yeah he just shows up out of nowhere and i'm just like is that fucking robert duvall and it's <laughs> yeah. literally probably not four minutes the scene but right, right. kind of like the way he did in uh in sling blade <laughs> right sling blade yeah, yeah right yeah he just right. kind of exactly. mysteriously popped up in that out of nowhere so yeah that movie was awesome so if you're into those kind of movies like i say extremely slow moving then you might dig it yeah <laughs> Yeah, so I think, you know, that's probably going to wrap it up for our uh, our catching up over the Christmas break on the, the hullabaloo. Uh, and our welcome back to the, the listeners out there. Yeah, got some fun episodes coming up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, keeping it topical, keeping it real, you know. With our once a month hullabaloo. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we appreciate you and... Um, Thanks for listening and shit. Yeah. I say it from the bottom of my heart. Oh, okay. Well, as long as it comes from there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, then. I guess I'll hit, go ahead and hit the button here. Yeah, hit that goddamn button. We are ending our transmission. 